Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Momentum. And we are 31-year Wall Street veterans who have had to take on secret identities and go underground in order to provide our candid views on a handful of stocks that we screen for each week here in our value shop. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news, but our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices, and they'll never know. This week... Uh, we're doing, uh, it's April 20th, 2012, and we're doing a screen based on a couple of ideas that uh, a gentleman named Kerry uh, Lutz of the Financial Survival Network sent in, and he asked us to do a screen on non-financial companies with yield and take a number. I mean, that's what everyone's looking for, so that's a pretty good idea. That's what we screened on this week. Uh, yield, uh, market cap under $2 billion and a little bit of debt-to-equity filter on the debt side. But before we get to that, a couple of important caveats. First, this show is for entertainment purposes only. That's not a guarantee. Secondly, uh, Mo and I are professional analysts during the week, and we do a lot of careful work and study the financials and talk to management and talk to competitors and really dig in. And we're, we're doing we're, none of that here. We're, we're amateur boozers yeah, on this we're show. we're not doing that. No, no, we're not. We can't. Don't this, say. You think it's pro? No. Yeah, we're pro professional boozers. Uh, third... Uh, and our lawyers say we need to remind you that we may not have your best interests in mind, and we may be suggesting the opposite of what's best for you, so please do your own work. And fourth, and Mo has already you know, given you a heads up on this, we've been drinking. And we're drinking, I guess, a little more heavily than normal this week. Flavored vodka. Yeah, flavored, flavored vodka. vodka. And, uh, and no mixer. A little ice, couple ice But it tastes great. Yeah. So uh, see all our caveats, disclosures, photographs, bios, and other assorted, you know, nonsense at www.thevalueguys.com, where you'll see an index to past shows, you'll see a best ideas list, you'll see some links to other stuff that I can't really say on a family show, right? No, I don't know. Anyway, um, so this week we've got three pretty good ideas. Um, LTC Properties, a REIT, NGP Capital Resources, which looks like some type of Mutual Fund of Energy Properties, that's an interesting one. And then <clears throat> the one that I'm excited to get to, we'll get to last, is uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. WWE. WWE. <clears throat> but I think we're going to start off, uh, and then later in the show we do have um, Walking Through National Economic Trends, which I haven't even printed yet, so we'll have to... At some point, pause the show and go get that stuff. Jog through those trends yeah. if you want. Well, we're going to need to. We we're going to need to hit the uh, the kitchen again soon, anyway. Yeah. So we'll get back to that later in the show. Um, so Mo, uh, anything going on this week, or what are you what have you been doing? Yeah, you guys having lot, a lot having a good time on. over there? Getting a lot of uh, we're getting a lot of mixed signals out of Washington. Mixed signals? Yeah, we watch these trends. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys? I mean, see? in our shop, we do. We we don't care much about well, that. What, what are you guys seeing over there? You know, you've got the GSA that's gotten trouble for overspending, right? Evidently. I mean, $800,000 to buy, fly a bunch of interns to Vegas. I mean, we used to do that yeah. when, the, when the market was hot 20 years ago. Nobody got upset, though. Right, but they're in trouble. Yeah. Over, you know, overspending. Today, you got the Secret Service that got in trouble for underspending on hookers in Columbia. Yeah. I mean, 
Which way is it? Exact underspending or overspending? I mean, I think if we have a, you know, we get a Republican in the White House, we're going to underspend. You pay the hookers $30 instead of what? She wanted $800. Is that what it was? It was $800. And presumably that in Columbia is what distinguishes an escort from a hooker. Really? $30. I don't know what that is, but I, I think that's admirable. Uh-huh. For a Democrat, uh-huh. for a Democratic rem- administration. I'm going to have to remind my wife not to listen to this show. But I'm surprised uh, you know this much about this, Mo. I, I'm, where we watch these trends, and I think we're at a crossroads here with the government. We're either going to pay the hookers $30 and skip out on our bar tabs on when the GSA goes to Vegas, or we're going to overspend. But you can't, you can't be pissed at both events. You've got to right. choose your size. Well, maybe the 1% should cough up a little more money for these uh, out-of-work prostitutes that are being underpaid. You $800, know that? $800 yeah. if that's what the going rate is, is not bad. And the other thing, you see Goldman Sachs? Goldman, Goldman? Sachs... Paid the SEC $25 million. Wrist slap. Three days ago because they were telling clients about stock rating changes before they were made. Oh, my God. Well, and so they have to, A, say, Say I'm I'm sorry. sorry. They're sorry. Two, we won't do it again. Yeah. And I just want to have a shout-out to my former boss, Ivan, who's still in jail, and he did say, I'm sorry, and he promised he wouldn't do it again. I mean, you know. They still put him away anyway. Nine years. They say, say, I'm sorry, but then after you do it, they they pretend they didn't hear it. You should see him, though. A lot of time in the weight room. Is he in good shape? He's ripped. Bulked up. I I didn't recognize him. (laughs) Shaved his head. Anyway, so that's what's kind of going on in the news. Yeah, well. Diamonds are the new, there's going to be a diamond um, ETF. I'm sure of that. I've seen that's that. That's going to be the new alternative investment. Okay. But as a value guy, yeah, I want low clarity, low color, and low carrots. Right. Of course. So, it, but it and, I, and then you give it in the dark. Probably. I just don't know if if our value discipline translates that well, adequately diamonds, into alternative investments. Diamonds uh, and other alternatives. Sometimes there is actually a negative demand curve. The lower the price, the less you want it. Which is odd. It's hard. It's hard to deal with that. Kind but of as thing. a value guy, it's a it's, yeah. You it's, can't buy that. Anyway, you can't buy that. So we do have well, some I, names. <clears throat> I, I wanted to ask you. We've got yeah. a name. If you want to kick in on that and start, or unless you want to, well, you've got something here. Why don't you get going? Well, you uh, can you can tell me what I'm missing. Okay. LTC Properties. Yeah. Ticker symbols LTC. No, no, you know, no mystery there. That was easy. Hope they didn't pay their bankers too much for that. That could have cost them a million dollars just to get that uh, ticker. A lot of guys, you know, they pay up for the right ticker. We would have done it for less. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. Interesting. Now these. This is a REIT. Real Estate Investment Trust. R E I T. That focuses on assisted living, like old age homes. Yeah. Great. So I like that. One. Aging of America. You gotta love that. Two. You're probably buying in. Unless you're in among them, then you don't love it. But yeah, you, You notice it. True. Yeah. If you're in there, you probably want the yield. Yeah. Two, you're probably buying in at this thing at the bottom of the real estate cycle. That's what I think, Mo. So you like that. Three, <coughs> 5.4% yield, so it's an attractive yield and a killer. We screened on that. Yep. Carrie Lutz recommended that right. screen. Killer, That's what we're using. Killer yield. Um, and and, and the, the, the stock price has been a, you know, a great, well, a very good stock price. And so when you got a yield and you got a good stock price, you know, price action, you got to take a good look at it. It's now, approaching the old highs. As you so say. here's what I'm wondering. In 2011, they issued 5 million shares. I don't know where the stock was, say, 30. So they they ended up with, uh, you know, 150 million bucks. I see that, yeah. Debt went up by 100 million. Yeah. 
assets. So they bought something. They bought something, yeah. But here's what I can't figure out. Yeah. Nothing seems to have changed. Earnings haven't gone through the roof. Revenues haven't gone through the roof. And the, they don't so, have a ton of cash either. So so <clears throat> you, I, I don't look at these yeah. kind of companies. Yeah. What am I missing? Somebody loves this. The The story looks great. But I can't, from looking at the numbers the way I look at numbers, make heads or tails yeah. of it. Well, one thing, and I'm not a real estate investment trust guy, but, you know, in this world when you need yield uh, and your, you know, bond uh, portfolio is not doing it for you, I think a lot of bond guys who need a third of their portfolio to be some type of stable yield so they can, you know, eat and that sort of thing, they're moving into the equity markets, into these high-yielding stocks. And so... We've all had to become a little more familiar with these. In real estate investment trusts, and I had a, a colleague years ago that was an expert on these things, and the firm I was at, we did a ton of these real estate deals. <clears throat> and uh, there was a time when, you know, these real estate investment trusts were not part of the pie of institutional investors. You had your stocks, you had your bonds, you had your cash. I mean, that was it, honestly, in the 60s, and everything was being run by bank trust departments, and that's as smart as they were. That's all they knew. Well, then, fast forward, you get into the 80s, and all of a sudden, everyone needed to have a little piece of their portfolio in REITs, and the reason was they were paying tremendous yields, and the reason for that was they were not being taxed as long as they paid out all their cash flow, or 95% of their cash flow, and then they became just, in effect, a conduit rather than an entity is sort of how it was. And so um, those guys developed a metric. So long answer. They developed a metric called FFO, and I think it's called, um, what is it, uh, Funds from Operation, FFO. And that's meant to be just the funds of operating the business before depreciation. Because remember, you homeowners out there, uh, or your business owners, you get this expense every year called depreciation, and you take it because it reduces your taxes a lot, of course. It's an expense. But it's not really a cash outflow. It's the depreciation of the value you paid for your properties, and to the extent that it's not land, you get to depreciate it. Now, on the other hand, it may be that the actual value of that property, like here, you're in New York, you're a landlord, you're depreciating properties because you're allowed to. Do you think those are really going down in value? Well, they do for a year or so here or there, but no, they're not. And if you're so, a landlord in Las Vegas, <laughs> well, you think they're going down in value? Yeah, yeah okay. But, but generally that, speaking, that was an right. exogenous right. event. So you're taking this depreciation. So in the REIT space, all these companies have a big depreciation number because they take the biggest amount of depreciation they can. They don't have to buy more properties to continue, and they don't generally have a lot of CapEx. These are buildings. They just have maintenance. And then if they acquire new buildings, those aren't CapEx. They're often just acquisitions. It's a different line item. And so FFO is basically earnings plus depreciation plus some other stuff that the real estate guys throw in there so that it's a little tricky to figure out if you're not a real estate investor. So, it's, so it's their version of EBITDA. It's their, right, it's their version of EBITDA. And so while in 2011, this LTC, as you can see here, they earned $1.37 per share in earnings, but the FFO, funds from operation, the number that all the institutional REIT buyers focus on, was $2.01. This year, 
uh, earnings estimates a buck sixty-three. The FFO, two dollars and twenty-eight cents, uh, yeah. and next year two forty-four. Stock at uh, thirty-two. So really, on next year's earnings, the stock is what thirteen times earnings, and they're paying this five point four percent yield. And it looks like again, you you know, you brought this up. They bought this company. It's not showing up in the trailing numbers at all yet. Yet. But the analysts are dialing this into next year, and there's only four analysts. So uh, to the extent that the market's waiting for something to happen, you've got four guys covering this. Uh, but if things start to unfold, my guess is you could have a few more uh, covering it over time. It's a, it's a billion one in enterprise value, nearly a billion in market cap. That starts to be the level that some additional analysts may weigh in. Their his history of returns on assets, return on equity, all satisfactory. The only rub on this one, Mo, in my opinion, is the uh, dividend uh, coverage, if you will. They've got a paying buck. more, paying more than their yeah, uh, they're paying pay more than their earnings. They're paying more than their earnings. But isn't that the American way? It is. But they're not paying more than the FFO. And part of the rule for REITs is to pay out ninety-five percent. I believe it might be ninety percent of your you know funds from operations. So in effect, in this industry. The dividend is always going to be higher than the earnings because the rule is you've got to pay out 95% of cash flow. Not uh, the, the rule is not uh, as a function of earnings. So, so it looks bad on the outside, but tastes great on the inside. Looks like it could be good on the inside. I like the yield. It's stable. Uh, Ticker symbol is easy to remember. LT. It is? Oh, because of the name, matching the name. Yeah. LTC. LTC, yeah. yeah. So that's Love it. it. Love uh, it. It looks pretty good. LTC. Easy. Um, next up. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going alphabetically this week for your ease of use. Okay. So next up is a little stock I like to call NGP Capital Resources Company. Ticker symbol is NGP. C. C. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, we did the screen, yield non-financial for Mr. Lutz. And uh, this one popped out. And it turns out it's, it's, it's a fund company, so it's probably under the 40 Act. Uh, they buy other things. Uh, they buy uh, companies in the, and I'm just reading the 10K, the oil, natural gas, and coal, power generation, alternative energy, and oil field and other energy services business. You know, they look like they're a private equity firm that focuses on the energy sector. You know, they provide money for these guys. They do restructuring. They do investments. They go into public companies, private companies. And it seems like it's a great business model. Yeah, you know, I think if uh, if there's institutional interest in the energy area, but you don't have the analytical team to figure out which company to buy, you buy these guys. And they figure all that out for you. And they take, you know, it doesn't, I'm not seeing what the fee is here, but my suspicion is it's just like any fund. It probably costs you 50 basis points or 100 basis points. That's a half a percent or 1% of your assets to have them uh, manage that piece for you. And presumably they're going to earn uh, more than you would and offset their fee of 1%. At least that's what we tell our clients that we're doing. So I like it on that basis. The yield, and again, this is what we uh, screened on, 7.8%. And... Uh, I like that uh, very much. Just like the other company that we talked about, LTC, they're not earning that. And I'm gonna, I'm looking here to see if I can tell you what the 
sort of depreciation is, but I uh, I don't have that data here in front of well, me. Well, you know, I'll tell you, there's a there's a sometimes when you see a high yield and you can focus in on it like LTC and you think kind of undiscovered, and uh, you want to jump all over. At least you want to look into something like that when you see something like NGP. Here's what I'm looking at. You know, they had assets in 2007 of 478 million bucks and then it went down to 400 then 316 then 329 then 356 and then 248 yeah so when you look at their assets it looks like they're winding down um and the stock price is sort of maybe telling you something's a little up here now you would think that small startups the energy sector these guys have got the money to invest uh borrowing funds are pretty cheap so you would think it seems like a good story on the surface, but the stock price is telling you, uh oh, and the, the 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 wind down of their asset base, and I would think when they invest in a company that that goes into their asset base is telling you maybe you want to be a little careful here. Well, you're certainly right about the asset shrinkage. I will say that they, um, you know, they've they've been paying a dividend that's greater than earnings and that's one way to shrink your asset base is to spend more money than you have so they have been doing that their cash balance at 106 million uh, does represent about five bucks a share and the stocks at six now they do have debt but according to this uh, they've only got about uh, 50 million in long debt so net asset net value uh, cash uh, per share is, you know, maybe uh, two and a half bucks or something, so half the share price. But I do agree with you, Mo. They have been uh, shrinking the asset base. It does look like something happened uh, back in uh, 09, so either they sold something or, as you and I know, having lived through that, the market was terrible. So right. that might right. be just the value. Remember, their assets are the assets of other companies, so it could just be that... Uh, the underlying securities that they own were down a lot. That's what I suspect. But the fact that it's continued in 10 and 11 and then 12, sort of, you know, it's that old that old saw, if it's too good to be true, it might be too good to be true. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know, I can't speak to that exactly. We've done as little work as possible here. And what I'm focused on is the yield. So what they're paying is they're paying 73 cents per share. And if it, if they can hold that in nine years, you get your money back. Yeah. And they own, uh, they, they get about 60 cents in earnings, so they're 13 cents light. I don't have a depreciation number here, but I'm going to suggest that they have enough depreciation, non-cash, to offset that differential between the earnings and the dividend. They haven't been buying stock back, so that bothers me. They do, according to uh, this forecast I'm looking at, which represents a, you know, a consensus number, they're estimated to have a, can you read this, Mo, the EBIT margin for this year? It's enormous. Where Where is it? So they're, they're looking at a 70% EBIT margin this year. And so I think what we're seeing here is that the revenues that they're showing are really some type of fee that their companies are getting for either leasing property. Well, there's only 17 employees, like so it's not an operating yeah, company. Right. So that that makes sense. If they get if, if a little company like this gets a big hit, it can be a big deal for them. Yeah. Now, so so that's good. Now the return on assets is not great, so I'd have to wonder about that. So clearly, this thing is complicated. You got to go in and figure out what's going on here. Companies that earn a 50% margin 
you know, they're taking a fee on some bigger number, and you want to know what the sustainability of that is, and we can't really tell. Uh, they do have asset shrinkage here, but, you know, maybe that's stabilizing. It has been flat for a couple of years, and they've got a dividend. So uh, I wouldn't say this is my favorite stock in the world, but I will say that at a 7.8% dividend yield, you have a lot of room to, to, to have uncertainty and still earn a good return. And so uh, I would throw this one out as something that people should be maybe doing a little work on. And it it, uh, it came off our screen. What can I tell you? It's yep. a natural resource company that is uh, paying a big dividend and uh, probably worth a look uh, during this period. You know, oil prices are still over $100. Natural gas is pretty cheap. But oil is uh, expensive. And rig count, we were looking at this today in the shop. We were looking at a little company. Rig count is up. Um Spending on specialty products that can help you increase your yields are up and things like that. So, you know, who knows? I think uh, if the economy continues to improve and oil prices stay good, my guess is these guys will do okay. It's but a $6 stock. How yeah. much can it go down? Yeah, you you're know. right. Okay. You know, that's what's great about those cheap stocks. So, uh, WWE. Here's the fun one now, Mo. Yeah. WWE. Well, you know, it, 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 this, is a, this is a, you know, this is the old Hulk Hogan company, right? This is uh, uh, Vince McMahon's company. But, but you know, look. You look at this chart. Yeah. Stock's going terrible. straight down. It's going down. And, you know, and, and their big year was in 2008. The stock was down 34% in 2011, and it was down another 15% in 2012. Yeah. I think they're getting a lot of competition. Yeah. I mean, who wants to watch a bunch of half dressed guys in spandex slap each other when you can tune into housewives the real housewives of los angeles and watch half-dressed women in spandex or slap each other the trading floor and see people doing it down there well yeah it's your firm yeah well but no, still there are alternatives out there and i think that's what's you know this whole i'd i'd rather watch a bunch of girls slap each other okay. throw drinks <clears throat> in their faces maybe that's the answer all right you know what mo hmm. you and i are not the people that are addicted to this. I have a friend. I'm not going to name him for lack of, you know, save him a little embarrassment with his family. George? Yeah. But, <laughs> I knew it. But he is so addicted to this. If, if, there, if there's a wrestling match on, you know, forget about it. Whatever he's doing, he stops. He's got to go watch this. He turns on two different televisions. He needs to have this angle. He's got stereo. He's got remote control. He's got a bar next to him, and he just checks out for these things. And I think there's some core viewers. You know, one thing I did this week, Mo, that I don't usually do, and I hate myself for it. I'm a little little down about You're it. You're not beating your wife again. No, oh, no, oh, no. Okay. She's beating me. But what I did do was I did a little extra work, and I read the news. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's... Yeah, That's, it's almost a violation of the show protocol. It is sort of a violation. I know. But I read the news release, in part because this looks kind of interesting for the shop. And, of course, in the shop, we actually do read some of the news release. So, Do you think when they when the IR people come in and pitch you, they come in costumes with capes and stuff? No, we'd never go for that. We'd be Are the only kidding? one with capes on in that meeting. No, when, when people come, I just dress normally. Oh. You know, good shorts and a T-shirt. That's all I do. But in any case, this WWE, again, this was a yield... This was a yield screen, so we're getting yields. This one is 6%. And the reason we don't know if we like it, again, you know, Carrie, you won the screen, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of companies in, in, in that give you yield, but 
you know, there, there's some hair on them. Some of them are discovered. A lot of them are financial. I hope that wasn't a pun for no, the WWE. It, it hair on their yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but this one, the reason I'm interested in this one, and I do agree, the stock, the chart looks terrible. But I'm a value guy. I'm I'm swimming upstream all the time. That doesn't bother me at all. What I am looking at is a company that provides content. Now, this isn't the Dodgers or the Yankees or anything like that. So it's not like. You know, it's a billion-dollar property. You know, the Dodgers recently sold for the highest price in the history of any franchise sport. Sure, it but... somewhere north of a billion. They so, were bought by an idiot, so... Well, okay, but there's a lot of idiots with money. That's and this world wrestling, I think that there are some people who are so into it that they, they don't even want to talk to their families. They don't eat. They don't use the restroom. I these people. And so if there's a way to get apps on phones. You know, the cable industry's in trouble because them their 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 role as a middleman is starting to, you know, be challenged by the fact that my iPhone is now a middleman and I can click on stuff and it plays it for me. And so I'm not sure it may be that world wrestling entertainment is soon going to be going direct. They won't have a middleman to pay. And how much is each person going to pay to watch that special wrestling match? And, you know, you and I aren't going to do that necessarily. Right. Um, but I think there's people that do it. Now, when I look through this news release, I just want to, again, apologize for doing that. But their numbers last year, here, let me, I have this. This is, this, this is crazy, Mo. One of the problems that World, uh, world Wrestling Entertainment, and I don't know this stock well. I'm just, we're just looking at it right now. But one of the things that happened last year, and one of the reasons the stock is down, because their results were terrible. They were down. You know, the economy's recovering. Advertising's coming back. Hollywood's coming back. Everything's coming back. These guys aren't coming back. Why? They issued a bunch of ridiculous movies. So, and they and they had to write them all off. Well, Hell in a Cage was a good movie. That's not. That was not a ridiculous. No, that movie. was fabulous. that was a good one. And that almost got nominated. Yeah, no, yeah. here's the things that they thought weren't that good. Then uh, they had to take a charge, a twelve million dollar charge, to their films. And I know these are household names to everybody. The Reunion. Did you catch that one, Mo? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, it's fabulous. Yeah. Okay, bending the rules. That's oh all. Oh my I'm... God, I cried. I think that's a porn flick. <laughs> Barricade. Awesome. I don't need to say any more. See no evil. Catch that on DVD. It's fine. And then uh, Knucklehead. And The Chaperone. <laughs> the sh I don't know if that's one movie, Knucklehead and The Chaperone, or if it's two separate Sounds like the two guys you work for. <laughs> anyway, Knucklehead it's shocking. It's shocking to me, but they actually lost money on those on those on that fabulous slate of films. Hard to How imagine. How could you For a content company lose coming to an iPhone that. near oh you. Oh, my God. And so I think some of the problem with this right. is people might be questioning whether the management team behind great hits like Knucklehead and The Chaperone, if they can con continue to deliver to pour this money. type of quality entertainment. Yeah. So they had a bunch of segments that were kind of down. <clears throat> you know, again, it's shocking that these people, you know, would anyone would have any concern. But they had, and the other thing that was down was advertising on their website was down. That affected their results. You know, these guys are so far behind in digital media. Right now, for example, I'm just going to throw out some of these numbers since I read this. Mm -hmm. Their, where's the number here? Their uh, live entertainment uh, segment for three months was 81 million, and yet 
their internet business was six. Was six. Right. A lot of people are flipping that around, and my suspicion is that all these, uh, you know, WWE fans, when that button is on their phone or their internet TV and they can spend 20 bucks to watch this thing, they will. Uh, when you start out making movies, now remember, the guys that had control of the Marvel library, you know, they didn't hit it right right away. It takes a little time to figure out how to make these movies. They don't just snap your fingers and get a movie. So, Knucklehead and Superman, that didn't yeah, fly, no, you know, and well, but it took a few he, times later. And it did. Superman needs to fly. That was right, one Green of the Lantern and the, uh, the Magic so Pumpkin. There's some, there's some work to do. I'm going to guess that due to short-term mistakes that this company made, the stock's down, but this is content, and they've got passionate fans, and I'm not hearing any decline in that side of it. So I'm going to guess there's an opportunity right now because of their missteps with Knucklehead and the Chaperone and some of these other greats that just haven't gotten the viewers. So they're on the mat, but they're going to stand I, up and come back. I, that's what I think. And let me throw out a few valuation statistics. This thing is four times EBITDA. Where da means nothing. It's just a number. Okay. I thought da was what they normally well, say in the ring. Depreciation. Oh. They may say that. But depreciation and amortization, it doesn't, it, 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 you don't have to offset that with additional capital. Uh, enterprise value to sales, 0.9, and this thing can get up into the 1517 range, so I like that. Uh, what else? PE is 13. That can get better. So, anyway, long story short, or maybe that was coming medium. to an iPhone yeah. near you, I Knucklehead in the Chaperone. I think that's so. going to make it big. It just needs a new. It needs a new vehicle. They need some new. They need a little bit, you know, a little polish on their movie business. It's a Fourteen dollars stock. And I think that uh, as this, uh, you know, this this move toward people buying their own stuff on their phone and their internet comes along, and you can cut out Comcast and all that, their profits are going to go up. And it's just it's just laying here. It's down on the mat. You got a cool factor, too. Would you rather tell your next-door neighbor you made a billion dollars on a REIT for old people, or would you rather tell them you made a billion dollars on, you know, WWE? Well, I think the second, but the market value, well, good point, Mo. The market <laughs> value here is $600 million. Yep. So if it's a double, there's your, not billion. quite a billion, but it's $600 million. Yep. So Love you it. You love it. Okay. All right. Well, this, we just had three this week. You know, we did the screen, and that's all that came out. Are we going to do skipping through inner, through yeah. trends? Of... Yeah, you know, we're going to have to put the, the show on hold here for a minute. We and can print go... this out. Yeah, print it out. We've so... already, we've, you know, we've printed out, like, there's there's 47 pages there for a show that's supposed to be paperless. I know. We well, chew up a lot of trees. Oh, well. Hold on, everyone. We're going to be right back. Too. Bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Hopefully that didn't take too long since I did hit pause is anyone left? Ah, uh, who knows. Anyway, here's that exciting part of the show. I National like call... Economic Trends. Yeah, but I, I like to call it, I have a na it's called uh, Paging Through National Economic Trends. Can you, can that uh, like sound Skipping effect? through National So, economic Paging trends. Through National Economic Trends. Now, this is the issue. This is at the St. Louis Federal Reserve. They do a bunch of great data there that you should get familiar with. It's all free. It's free. Well, the 1%, they pay for it. You gotta love it. Free um, and if you want to know what's going on in the economy, which most people don't, who cares? But if you do, it's all here. And then last week... And we there's were, no writing. 
No, there's no. It's all just, pictures. It's just pictures. So Great. it's that part of the mind that works best from a prehistoric time. There's no language or punctuation involved. It's just the visceral, emotional impact of these charts. That's what I like about it. Only you could make this sound exciting. Yeah. No, it is. I'm, I'm, I can't even believe how I excited. can see the goosebumps on your all arms. Right. Now I'm going to page through. So I'm on page, I'm just paging through. I'm on page three. Well, that would be a start. Yeah. And the one thing I would notice here, look at this, Mo. You don't see this too often. There's a line. You can actually see a little mark, but then above it, it says zero, which I don't quite get because they're showing that it's above zero. But this is industrial production. And back in 08, industrial production headed straight down in the fourth quarter like it hasn't in 30 years, and that's kind of what arrested the economy. And then it sort of grew its way out of that, and for the last now, uh, I mean, look at this, Mo, for the last almost two and a half years. Been between zero and one percent. Yeah, it's growing steadily every month until this month, right. zero. So it's probably noise. This thing jumps around. It could be an inventory imbalance. Yeah, People, there were a couple of negatives. Yeah, big, big, so, 2010, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but I just... I just noted that, um, but I'm, not, I'm just going to keep paging. I'm not going to. There's a lot of other things on that page I could talk about, but yeah. I'm not going to. Good. I'm just going to page, page through. Are you paging with me? Man? I'm with you. I'm You're paging. I've got one to you look got, at. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back. Go to look at. What, look what at page seven. Page. Se I'm not at page seven yet. Where am I? Page five. Okay, page seven. Now I'm at page seven. All right. What do we got? You got it. You have a CFA. Yes, I do actually. Thank you. I know Thanks that. for noticing. You remember the yield curve? Yeah, I do. All right, middle of the page, here's a yield curve. You know yeah. what's weird? No. It looks like a yield curve. But it's not curved? It, but until you look at the numbers on the left. Yeah. And then you realize, wait a minute, seven years, you have to go out seven years to get 1.5%? Yeah. And then you got to go out 10 years to get 3.5%? Why would you do that? That doesn't look like a yield curve to me. It looks like a lack of yield curve. I don't know what it is, but it did. And then look above at the interest rate graph. Now, in the nineteen in the nineteen eighties, interest rates were nine percent. That's kind of easy to see on a graph. And in the nineteen nineties, interest rates were six percent. Yeah. And that was kind of easy to see on the graph. And from two thousand to two thousand eight, they were about five percent. That's kind of easy to see on the graph. And then from two thousand eight until now. I, is that zero or is it point zero 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 one percent? They should color that line so you could tell what it is. I right? need a micron yeah. microscope to tell. Is that is I that can't. zero or is that? They should make that graph bigger. It can't get any closer. It would to have zero. to be a New York Times billboard to be able yeah. to see where that. But it's it's certainly close to zero. So I got a I got a philosophical. I have an yes, actual sir. business question for business you. Business question. Yes. Let me get my businessman's hat on. If rates are zero. Yes. Can I'm they, with you. Can they go lower? They actually are lower right now. Negative. They're negative right now, even though this says zero. And you know why? There's inflation. Right. Yeah. So Adjusted. The negative. You know, there was a point in time, this happy time, about 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, we, those were happy times. We had beat the Soviet Union. We were the only power in the world, blah, 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 blah. And it just seemed like, you know, we were going to have growth forever, and there was going to be, uh, you know, a money market in, uh, mar you know, money market fund that you could always earn greater than inflation, and I, and, and with a risk premium on top of them. Those days are gone. What does this tell me? Well, it tells me that there's so much money f 
floating around with retirees that worked all their lives and saved up and companies that have money on their balance sheet. But nobody wants it. That's why nobody's bidding up. Interest rate is the price of money. Right. Nobody wants any money because there's nothing to do with it. I want money. Well, but... <clears throat> I mean, businesses don't want. You uh, want to borrow money? You no, don't want to no, borrow right. money, right? I don't. Nobody wants to borrow any money because there's nothing to do with it right now. Right. Well, that's changing, I think, but that's what this is saying, isn't so it? So, when interest rates, if they can't go that much lower, when they go up, what do you want to own that goes up when interest rates go up? Credit card bills go up. No, you don't want to own well, those, though. I think what's happening, and people need to keep this in mind, the United States has so much debt. It's approaching about a 15% premium to GDP. It's never been this high uh, with the possible exception of 1945. And there was an explanation at that time, you know, uh, kind of a uh, threat to our existence. So we took care of that. But now it's just up because old people need money and things like that and sick people need money. And so um, I think what the United States is doing as a policy is there going to inflate away that debt. Mm. And what's sad about that is all you people that saved all your money and you were hoping to get 6% in retirement, you're getting 1%. What are you having to do? Dip into principal. And that principal is eroding in value with inflation, which is going to be coming. And then the debt of the United States, and we talked about this last week, and the currency uh, you know, trading ranges are reflecting this in terms of the dollar going down. We're simply inflating away the debt, and over the next 20, 30 years, which is how long it took to pay off that World War II debt, our debt's going to be down relative to the rest of the world simply because our currency continues to go down. And people that saved money are going to get 2% instead of 6 and they're going to have to dip into savings and, 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 and maybe work longer and all that. So uh, we're getting into a period here that is not necessarily as advertised, and you can see all of that in this interest rate graph available at the St. Louis Federal Reserve. I'm so excited about that. Page one. seven. Were we taking that to dinner yeah. with us? Yeah, let's take it out. I mean, you it's know, been an exciting page. leave it as a tip at the end of the end of the night. Waitresses love that. Yeah, if you can give them a little economic advice. I mean, you can uh, feed a waitress or you can you can teach her to fish right. or something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, let's bring that along. All right, let's see. I'm paging along. I'm on page seven and I, or eight. I drew a line, but I'm not going to talk about it. Let's see here. Page 10, page, oh, here's something, page 11. They have a little chart called unemployment rate and job openings rate. Now, we've talked about this. The unemployment rate has been dropping. It got to a peak of about 10% in the, uh, near End the of end of 2009, uh, yeah. and it's just been going straight down since. It's, uh, it's crossing, you know, 8% here and probably go lower. But the thing I want to point out that's also on this graph is a little chart called Job, Job openings. openings. Yeah, and this chart has been going up since we thought we were in the recession, which is the first, second quarter of 2009, and it continues to go up. And right now it's increasing at about a, uh, according to this, about a almost a 3% annual rate, which starts to cover... Um, you know, population growth, which is good. Which, if that's yeah. happening, it means the unemployment rate should not be going down anymore because there's enough jobs to cover the uh, population and to take some additional people to force that down. So I thought that was pretty interesting. All right. 
Paging through. Page 12. You got anything there? 13. Okay, I have something on 13, Mo. Just want to mention. And if this show is getting too long for you uh, listeners, I, I just turn it off. We're just babbling here. Real consumption. Oh, you had one? I'm just wondering, is there yeah. unreal consumption? You, yeah, we talked about that. And yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, we're just talking about that with a friend of ours. Unreal consumption in New York. Or in Las Vegas, I guess it was. Or, oh, that's a different yeah. kind of consumption. Uh, no, the, the chart I liked on this page, page 13, was real disposable personal income. And this is the number that reflects the growth rate in your personal income. I guess it's well-named, a well-named chart. Uh, and this shows the last two months, oops, January and February, negative. Oops. And it wasn't like it was an easy comparison because last year was just very slightly positive. So mm -hmm. I don't know what that means exactly. It could simply mean that Wall Street didn't pay bonuses because the year-over-year -year comparison was affected by that. And I believe I was reading about that. So uh, we didn't follow that practice in our shop. We, we got $3 million yeah, less each we, of us. Did you? Yeah, that's a hardship. So are you... You're having to sell one of your uh, one of your yachts, aren't you? Well, we've been we've been paid this year. We're not getting cash. We're being paid in future future unsecured compensation units. You figure out the acronym. Oh, in FUQs. <laughs> uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, That's the accent is on the wrong syllable. Well, that but could you be why that, th yeah. that could be why this is down. Yeah, so whatever. All right, paging, paging. Uh, let's see. Oh. Federal the, debt. Yeah, one other thing that. I wanted to touch on here. There's a chart on page 16 about the government, its debt, its expenditures, its receipts, et cetera. Of course, a lot of bad news. There's a little bit of good news, a little glimmer, a little glimmer of good news here, Mo. It's the alcohol which speaking. Which is, it could be, it's late <laughs> in the show. But I will say that after a tremendous jump in federal expenditures back at the end of O. You know, in 09, 08, 09, basically, um, and that created a giant gap between federal expenditures and receipts, which is why the debt went up. That's how they plug that hole, you know. But right now, uh, federal expenditures, Mo, look, it's rolling over. Election rolling year over. coming up. Yep. Well, they're bringing that down. And I think a lot of this is simply some of the you know, temporary measures, and, you know, you read what's in the paper, but there's a lot of stuff you don't read about in the paper, and you got to go dig in and see what the government's doing. But these numbers are coming down, and I thought that was, um, you know, pretty interesting from a point of view of uh, what people are going to be able to stop worrying about over the next 12 months. And I think it could be that the federal debt, uh, if you get these expenditures out of con under control, I think there's going to be a little less concern about the debt. So I thought that was good news. And... Uh, how about the federal deficit on page 17? 17, yeah. Now, sooner or later, they're going to have to move that chart to the bottom of the page so they have enough room yeah. to keep showing that line going up and up and up. And then, you know what they could have? They could have one of those little fold-out parts on the top of the page yeah. that could show. Because if that number keeps going up and up and up and up and up, you're going to need to have this printed out on legal pad. You have a centerfold there with uh, Ooh, Tim Geithner showing you the That'll be exciting. Yeah, remember that Burt Reynolds spread? Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geithner. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this federal debt thing, it's, uh, it, it's, pr it's pretty scary. But 
what the United States is quietly doing and not advertising because it makes other countries upset is we're just slowly deflating our currency. With, yeah. Sorry, China. Okay. So that's all I had. Uh, Mo, what do you, you got anything else? No, it's been a, been a good week. And a um, couple of good ideas there. People can't complain about that. It's free, right? Yep, it is free. So thanks for listening in, everybody. You've managed to spend another uh, however long you've spent here with the uh, value guys. Uh, see all our caveats, indexes to past shows, pictures our moms took, etc. at www.thevalueguys.com. So long, everybody. So long.